And behold, the servants of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop, and brought a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David at Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he was gone in peace. 2 Samuel 3.22 Lord, when I inherit opportunities that seem to be in ruins and surrounded with conflict, I thank you that, like David, I will be wise and tactful when it comes to leading and making decisions. In the midst of chaos, I trust and believe that your hand will continue to be with me in spite of the circumstances around me, like you did with David. I realize that on my journey to claim what you've promised me, there may be people who are occupying the seat you've called me to sit in. However, I will not take it by force or by vengeful means, because I know that in your perfect timing, you will deliver it into my hands. No matter the wait time, I will calm my heart and soul with memories of your goodness and faithfulness to me. I will stand in the place of greatness. I will rule over and flourish in what you've entrusted to me. The life you have for me is coming to pass. And I thank you in advance, knowing that my new chapter of victory is being written even as I speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com King of Israel In our last story, we witnessed the divided kingdom of Israel. Israel named Ishbosheth king, while Judah crowned David. The two nations were at odds with one another, and Abner, general of Israel's army, killed Joab's brother. Joab, David's commander, spared Israel's army. However, it was not the end of the conflict. Now we witness the messy merging of two kingdoms. Murder, betrayal, and sorrow follow the greatness of a united kingdom. David, God's anointed, will inherit a kingdom riddled with imperfection and in desperate need of God's guidance. Inspired by the book of 2 Samuel. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. Yesterday, we heard how David ascended to the throne of Judah, but Ishbosheth was crowned king of Israel. The nation was divided and fighting within itself. It was a civil war. We heard the story of Joab and Abner as the armies of Israel and Judah clashed and many died, but Joab's mercy spared many more. Today, we'll hear how the conflict between the two sides is far from over, as are the problems of Israel. It is a story of jealousy, betrayal, shifting loyalties, and ultimately a kingdom that is in desperate need of a godly leader, and desperately in need of God Himself. So, let's listen to God's Word today. The spite of King Saul lived on through Ishbosheth and the armies of Israel. Day after day there was conflict between the sibling nations, and heartache scarred the people for over two years. King David grew stronger through the conflict. His love for the whole nation of Israel and Judah informed every tactical decision he made. David was wise, tactful, and merciful as he planned. Yet he was ruthless on the battlefield. His men followed him passionately, and Israel's strength began to wane. Abner was also finding a place for himself among the armies of Israel. Ishbosheth was a weak leader and in need of Abner's guidance continually. Abner loved Ishbosheth as he loved Saul, yet above all, he loved Israel and wanted it to flourish. Between the battle and hardship, Abner found comfort in the company of Saul's concubine, Rizpah. Together they made love, ate, and took walks among the city. The two of them fell in love, and this was truly disturbing to Ishbosheth. One day, he stormed into Abner's quarters and yelled, Why would you mingle with my dead father's concubine? I forbid it! Abner looked at Ishbosheth with rage. He did not try and hide his anger. Abner flipped the table in between them and pointed to Ishbosheth. Do you treat me like a dog? Abner yelled. I have shown you, the house of Saul, and all of Israel nothing but love and faithfulness. I show honor to you, your uncles, and all of Saul's allies. Now you storm into my house and charge me because of a woman? Abner stormed closer to Ishbosheth. Ishbosheth stood still, fearing Abner would do something to him. Abner leaned in and whispered in his ear, saying, Mark my words. I will establish the kingdom of David here in Israel. The nation will be united under him, and you will dwindle into nothingness. And just like that, Abner left the room. Ishbosheth stood still, unable to answer Abner, for he was a weak man and a coward. Abner gathered a few of his men and sent them out to David. They rode through the night, hoping to find David before another battle began. Abner's message to David was, Who does this land belong to? Make a covenant with me, and my sword will be yours. Together we will unite Israel and Judah. As his men were riding, Abner wasted no time. He gathered a few of the elders of Israel and spoke to them plainly. He knew that many of them doubted Ishbosheth and would gladly welcome a stronger king worthy of their loyalty. 
Together they conspired to leave Ishbosheth and bind themselves to King David for the good of Israel. Already a nation was beginning to form in the shadows. Abner ventured to Hebron to meet with David with twenty men behind him. They entered into the city to find it bustling with activity. The smell of freshly baked bread and cooked meat filled the air, and men and women exchanged goods in the marketplace. They felt safe and secure, with no worries of future raids or ambushes from Israel or the Philistines. Abner could not help but regret the months spent serving Ishbosheth, for David had truly led Judah into a period of cultural and economic thriving. David was standing at the entrance of his home to greet Abner. They embraced as old friends. Abner was a young man when David defeated Goliath and joined the armies of Israel. The two had grown close in battle years ago. Now they stood as friends, ready to make amends and build alliances. David hosted a great feast for Abner and his men, and all of them laughed into the night and rejoiced in one another's company. After this, Abner was sent away in peace. The two of them would reconvene at another time. Shortly after, Joab returned with his men from a raid. Spoils of war were carried in on carriages, and all the people of Hebron marveled at Joab and his men. David embraced Joab, happy to see him back healthy and unharmed. Joab sat at David's hall to eat, and one of the servants mentioned to him that Abner had just left. Joab's eyes widened, and he stood up from his chair and looked at David. Joab's eyes were foggy, and it seemed like he was holding back tears. Abner came to you? Joab asked David. David nodded matter-of-factly. That man killed my brother. He has come to deceive you. He wants to know where you dwell and what your weaknesses are. He does not care about you. David's resolve to partner with Abner did not relent. He knew that Abner was the key to uniting the kingdoms. However, Joab seeped with rage. Frantic, Hurt and weary from battle, Joab stormed out of David's presence. The night fell upon all the land of Judah and Israel. Abner had just settled into his home when a messenger came to him. The message said that Abner needed to return to Hebron immediately and meet David at the gates. Abner wasted no time and took his horse to Hebron without his men. Abner rode fast, for the message seemed urgent. Is David in danger? Am I in danger, Abner thought to himself? It did not take long for Abner to arrive at the gates of Hebron. He dismounted his horse and looked around for David. He peeked his head over some shrubs and around some trees. Still no sign of David. Abner looked behind him to see a hooded figure ten yards away. Ah, my king, Abner said. He came in close to speak with him. Before Abner could make another sound, a blade was driven into his ribs. Abner gasped as blood spat out of his mouth. He fell to his knees, holding the blade in his abdomen. He looked up to see a face under the hood, illuminated by the moonlight. It was Joab standing over him, watching the life slowly leave his eyes. Abner fell to the floor and bled out in front of Joab. Dawn emerged from the valley, and the sun shone on Abner's lifeless body. David stood over it, knowing exactly who was to blame. He had his men capture Joab and bring him. Joab knelt before David with spears pointed towards him. This was David's first betrayal as king. How he handled Joab would set a precedent for all other acts of disobedience in the future. 
David closed his eyes and prayed a silent prayer. He then opened his eyes and looked at Joab. My hands and the hands of Judah are clean from this blood. You and you alone are to blame for Abner's death. I know in my heart God will deal with you more harshly than I ever could. Your family will be cut off from my favor and God's. There will be defeat in battle, disease and misfortune to plague you and your children and your children's children. And like that, David allowed Joab to go his way. David wept over Abner, for he represented a past bond to Saul and Jonathan. He would have to find another way to unite the kingdoms. The next day, Ishbosheth was laying in his bed taking a nap. What little courage he had vanished at the news of Abner's death. Now he awaited his inevitable demise. Unbeknownst to Ishbosheth, that demise would come sooner than expected. Ishbosheth napped during the day as the warm breeze trickled in through his window. Slowly, three of Ishbosheth's men entered into his room. Ramon, Rechab, and Ban creeped near to his bed, doing their best to remain quiet. Ramon lifted his blade and drove it into Ishbosheth's side. As his eyes opened at the pain, Rechab swung his axe down and chopped off his head. Later that day, the three men sauntered into Hebron with their heads held high. They could not wait to show David what they had done. They smiled cheek to cheek, eyes beaming with the thought of possible reward and status. They entered into David's throne room and laid the head out on the table before David. Rechab grinned and presented the head of Ishbosheth. Behold, my king, the Lord has avenged you today. Here is the head of Ishbosheth, the king that sought your life. David stood up from his seat and observed the head. The men could not contain their excitement. David walked around them and said, Let me tell you a story. The room grew tense for a moment as David spoke. A man once came to me and told me that he was the one who killed Saul. Behold, Saul is dead, he shouted. He expected me to reward him. He expected riches, favor, and a hug. He received no such thing. I slaughtered him right where he stood. The men began to sweat as they listened to David's voice grow loud. Tell me, how should I treat the men who murder their innocent king in his bed? Before they could answer the question, David and his men struck them down and cut off their heads and feet. David desired his kingdom to be united through mercy, diplomacy, and worship, not assassination. Shortly after the elders of Israel came to David, they crowned him king over all Israel, and the two split nations were united once again. David was thirty years old now and felt as though he had lived an entire lifetime. After slaying giants, fighting the Philistines, fleeing from Saul, and navigating a civil war, David had finally taken the mantle as shepherd over God's sheep. Many acts of faith and failure would follow David, yet one thing would remain, his desire to know God and unite himself to his will forever. Today's story begins with Ishbosheth still ruling over Israel. There was constant conflict between the two kingdoms, a civil war. David flourished along with Judah while Israel floundered under a weak and unwise king. Abner was still advisor to Ishbosheth, seeking to help Israel grow strong. 
But when Ishbosheth confronted Abner for his romantic involvement with one of Saul's concubines, Abner was deeply offended and angered. After all that he had done for the king and for Israel, it seemed so petty to him. And just like that, his loyalty turns. This man wanted what was best for Israel, and he realized Ishbosheth wasn't the best for Israel. He vowed that he would help to bring about a unified Israel under David, as this was the will of God. So Abner sent word to David that he would join forces with him in order to unify Israel. To unify Israel under his rule, the rule of David. And so then he gathered the Israelite elders and reminded them of their desire to have David as king. This is what he said to them in 2 Samuel. Now then, bring it about, for the Lord has promised David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner knew the truth, that David was the chosen man to be king of Israel. It would be through him, David, that God would deliver his people. Abner knew that it was far better to be on the side of God's will rather than resist or to fight against it. When he reunites with David, it is like a meeting of long-lost friends. David embraced and accepted him. David could have been bitter and angry about Abner's allegiance to Ibosheth, but instead he threw a feast for Abner and sent him away in peace, resolved to work with Abner to unify Israel. When David's commander, Joab, found out that the man who killed his brother had been received with open arms, he was not as understanding. He told David that Abner surely had evil motives and could not be trusted, but David was unwavering. Joab went away angry, and the mercy he showed on the battlefield gave way to hatred and murderous intent. When we are bitter and angry, it always finds a way to express itself, and often with disastrous consequences. So he tricked Abner into thinking David had called for him, and under the cover of night, he murdered Abner in cold blood. David, of course, knew who had committed this crime and had Joab brought to him. Once more, we see David's mercy on display. Rather than kill Joab, David sent him away, vowing that God would deal with Joab himself. But although Abner was gone, Ishbosheth was still not safe on the throne, and one night three of his men snuck into his room and took off his head, then traveled to Hebron to deliver it to David. Surely they were expecting a reward, but what they received was the same fate as Ishbosheth. David was not interested in a hostile, violent takeover. He knew that peace and unity would not be achieved through the sword. He himself was setting the example for his people. And so when the elders of Israel finally came and crowned David king over all of Israel, both Israel and Judah, the stage was set for a different kind of rule, one that was marked by the God of Israel and those who sought after him. We'll hear more of this story the next time as the shepherd of God's people, David, leads Israel. Dear God, we thank you for your word today, always teaching us your truth. May we live in obedience to your word every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love or know. And by sharing this podcast, we can get the word of God to the world. 
And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for Christian living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.